my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. Full House Fuller House. Every time I say that, it's like, do I say Full House and then Fuller House, or do I say Fuller Fuller? No. Okay, so today I am bringing you the next to last episode in the Jesse and Becky A Love Story series. Yes, guys, we have made it to... Probably, aside from Jesse and Becky's wedding, this is going to be one of the biggest moments of this couple. Right after the wedding, of course, is going to be the birth of the twins. And I, re- I remember, it's like, yeah, we didn't know that they were going to have twin boys until we saw them with them towards the end. It's kind of funny how the the season starts with Double Trouble, where they find out they're actually expecting twins, and then nine episodes after that is the birth of the twins, so it's not... You don't gotta wait really too, too long, but then, I mean, two and a half months in kid time is like an eternity, so... So, Happy Birthday Babies, part two, aired on November 12th, 1999... 1991... Now, part one, Happy Birthday Babies, part one, which basically was just a flashback episode. Michelle's turning five. This is actually before she has her party, because part two is where her party takes place. Anyway, I did cover Happy Birthday Babies, part one, as I believe it was back in June for Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen's birthday. I covered that one. I covered the greatest birthday on Earth from season three. So those are available if you want to listen to them. All right, here's a synopsis. In this episode, it is finally Michelle's fifth birthday party. Excuse me. Everyone dresses up. DJ dresses up as Wilma in Michelle's Flintstones-themed party. Stephanie dresses up as Betty Flintstone. Danny is Dino. And all of the kids wear caveman clothes. Comet has a dinosaur costume on, and Jesse's dressed up as Fred, just as Jesse plans to go downstairs to celebrate Michelle's birthday. Becky goes into labor, and so does Jesse. What? Oh. <laughs> the first thing I'm like, wait, wait, wait. But it says, but we soon learn that he has appendicitis. Michelle has to cut her birthday party short, but she doesn't mind because her new cousins, Nikki and Alex, get to share her birthday. She especially can't wait because triple the birthday means triple the cake. Up. This was written by Angie. Now, I went by that for a very long time, probably all the way up until I graduated high school, but I dropped that. But the friends I had in school still refer to me as that. So, but no, I didn't put that uh, synopsis up there. That wasn't me. Um, This episode's got a 7.5 out of 10 based on 165 rating. I want to see how much the wedding got on IMDb. Let's see. Oh, the wedding is season four. That's right. Okay, so going back to the wedding episode, 7.7 part one, 7.8 part two. Rock the Cradle got 7.7. So, let's see. 
Well, let me pause this. Guys, if you're just listening to this podcast for the first time, you will know this is in no way, shape, or form professionally done at all. Pure amateur. I mean, yes, I've been doing podcasting now for over three years, but still. I'm, I'm still as amateurish as I was when I first started. You know what I noticed? We get quite a bit of stuff going on. And not only do we get the birth of the twins, then Jesse and Becky transitioning from being not just a married couple, but now being parents, we get Vicki Larson. I almost called her Lawson because I cover Small Wonder on my other podcast. Um, Vicki Larson. Yeah. It's that we only got her for what? The, uh, they end up breaking up in season seven. So we get her for a little bit. I mean, she's kind of Danny and Vicky decide to kind of do the long distance thing and whatnot once, uh, cause she's covering Becky's maternity leave cause she only gets like six to eight weeks. Honestly, now that I think about it, I don't even think she gets six to eight weeks. I think she gets like three <laughs> or a month. All right. So this episode was directed by Joel Zwick, writers, Jeff Franklin, the creator and written by Jeff Franklin. So no other players on this episode, just pure Franklin. All right, as I said, it's got a 7.5 out of 10 based on 165 ratings. We got reviews. We got trivia. How about we go into the trivia first? Although this episode is a sequel to the previous one, there is no traditional recap in the beginning. This is probably because it originally aired with part one as an hour-long episode. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. You know how they always have um, those promos or special announcements like, coming next week to ABC on a full, watch a special full house. And they'll recap like, we saw them when they first got together. We saw them when they got engaged. We saw them walk down the aisle and become one and become married. Now, see them as they welcome into the world their beautiful baby. Like, we, they, they, Everyone's already amped up anyway, because if you think about it, yes, aside from the wedding, this is the biggest episode, I think, of when it comes to, I mean, you could say the show is about Michelle, which in a way it kind of is, but it's also about the Tanner family, but it's also about Jesse and Jesse and Becky. You know, you got to see them meet for the first time, you got to see them date, become engaged, get married, now you're seeing another, you know, many chapters of Jesse Kasopoulos' life happened over the course of eight years, and now he, and we watched him grow, you know, become, you know, first he was a wild, crazy guy with a motorcycle and a band, he still got both those things, but he's mellowed, the Tanner's, you know, being around his nieces and being a part of a family, it's kind of cool to, you know, he's still cool. It's mellowed him down just a little bit, um, but it's almost like we're feeling and experiencing the highs and lows with this family as we follow them along. Just, I'm sure like a lot of those promos and stuff, that's how they get the viewership in, especially if you were dipping in and dipping out of the show. It's like... If you had, say you hadn't been watching for a while, like, oh, they got married, that's great. Okay, I'm going to watch something else for a little bit. You come back season five, what? They're pregnant? What? They're having twins? What is this? I got to get back in there. So, yeah, big, big moment. All right, here we go. 
Jesse named Nikki after his father who blessed him with great hair, and Rebecca named Alexander after her high school teacher who inspired her to go into journalism. You know, for the longest time before internet existed, for, well, <clears throat> um, I don't know why I would have thought Alexander would have been that that uh, jerk and no more Mr. Dumb Guy, you know, when Becky and Danny go to that art culture party thingy. Um, and she, her professor from college, Eric Trent, or Eric whatever, I am like, oh, she named him after that. But no, actually, after her high school teacher who inspired her to go into journalism, which is awesome. Okay, we got a incorrectly regarded as goofs. Okay. At the end of the fourth season, Becky finds out that she is pregnant. And in this episode, in the middle of the fifth season, she has twin boys on Michelle's fifth birthday. It is revealed later in the season that Michelle's birthday is in November. However, Becky finds out she is pregnant during the summer. Well, no, she doesn't find out that she's pregnant during the summer. Jesse's going on tour that summer, so the summer hasn't even happened yet. So let's 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 come back. We got November, October, September, August, July, June, May, April, February. They would have gotten pregnant on their honeymoon then because they got married in February so math adds up guys math adds up because when do usually women start to like hey um I need to go take a pregnancy test or I need to get checked out by a doctor what is it at least probably if you've missed like what a month of your cycle like if you're late for like what a few weeks a month maybe and maybe if you miss your next one then it's like or is it you missed your first, like, and never missed it before, and you're like, I gotta take a pregnancy test. I gotta find it. She probably did take a pregnancy test and then decide, I'll go to the doctor, because if you get a positive, you're like, well, I mean, I could be, but you want 100% assurance. Like, your doctor's gonna tell you the truth. You can trust those pregnancy tests 99.9%, .9%, but what about that 1%? So, I don't know. I'm not going to read this goof, schmoof, whatever this person's going on about. So we're going to move on. Uh, we got connections. The Flintstones. The theme of Michelle's party is the Flintstones. And the family dresses up as characters from it. All right, we got two reviews. The first one, Taylor Kingston gives this a 9 out of 10. The one where the babies are born, which was published on February 11, 2014. So it's been six years. Warning spoilers. Oh my good golly, Miss Molly. All right, let's do it. I love these episodes. Definitely one of my all-time favorites. So it's the moment Michelle has been waiting for. Her fifth birthday is she is so excited. Her her party is a Flintstones theme, which I think is so cute. Everyone is dressing up for the party. DJ is Wilma, Stephanie is Betty, Joey is Barney, Danny is Dino, Jesse is Fred, and my favorite, Comet, as a dinosaur. Yeah, that was adorable. And Michelle dresses up as a cave girl for the occasion. The plot twist is that, even though it's three weeks early, Jesse and Becky's twins are on their way. Jesse and Becky tell everyone downstairs that it is time to go to the hospital, and everyone rushes out. For a moment, Michelle and her friends are left alone. So they decide, they even pull a home alarm. Ah! Yeah, Teddy's like, we're home alone? That could never happen. Ah! Like, 
Okay, guys, I get it. It's the 90s. I was a 90s kid. Loved Home Alone. Watch it every single Christmas because that's what you do if you're a 90s kid. You watch Home Alone every single Christmas. Okay. <laughs> so they decide to eat the cake. Joey, Stephanie, and DJ realize and come back in, but the cake is already destroyed. Meh. Michelle is upset because her party is cut short. She really isn't. It's not a big deal for her. She kind of takes it in stride. She even says, as she's like, Becky's about to have the twins. And she says, this is better than Chuck E. Cheese. Another Chuck E. Cheese. They love to talk about Chuck E. Cheese. Well, Michelle does. So, um. Joey tells all of her party guests to open the presents they brought for Michelle. I love when Michelle goes up to each and says, like it, love it, saw it on TV. That was bigger on TV. It was so funny. At the hospital, Jesse is experiencing pains, which everyone believes is sympathy pains for Becky. Is that a thing? Okay. I don't, I'll have to look that up. So, and he can't be there for Becky. Danny instead becomes Becky's birthing coach, and she has the babies. Jesse comes in and is all drugged up from his surgery. Yeah, he's pretty, woo. The babies are boys, identical twin baby boys. Jesse even says, I can't believe I'm the father of two identical twin sons. They decide they'll each name one. Is that kind of how it works? Like, you and your spouse get to each get to pick a name? I don't, I've never had twins, never had babies. I don't know. Sometimes, I like how they do it where it's like, at least you get to pick your own. You're not like, oh, well, we should match and have their name start with the same first letter or have them, like, rhyme or something, like, weird like that. I mean, that's not weird, but still. So, Becky names one Alexander, which they completely dropped the Alexander and just shortened it to Alex, which, of course, because Alexander, that's a mouthful. After her high school teacher were inspired to go into journalism, Jesse names the other baby Nicholas after his dad who, and I'm quoting, blessed him with great hair. I know, have you seen Fuller House when Jesse's dad comes back for that split second at the end, halfway through season three to take Tommy and babysit him while the family goes off to Japan for Steve and CJ's supposed wedding? Yeah. Still has a hair. It's completely white, but he's still got it. Michelle's a bit upset because they all not... She is not! Upset. She is not upset at all. Why is this person saying she's upset? She, he's like, she's upset they all now share the same birthday, but is happy when she finds out that means three birthday cakes. Eh, I don't know about that. Maybe. We don't see the twins celebrate birthdays. They just kind of age as the seasons go on. The episode ends with everyone singing happy birthday to Michelle, Nicholas, and Alexander. Well, no... She says, Michelle, Alex, and Nikki. Guys, I've seen the episode a billion times. I know. I know word for word verbatim the dialogue. My favorite quote from the episode is, Michelle, is it time for my party yet? Becky, you still have two and a half hours. This is from part one, though. Michelle, how long is that? Jesse, a Sesame Street and a Mr. Rogers. Michelle, wow, turning five is going to take forever. So this person gives it overall 9 out of 10, which is good. Of course, the ever-faithful Power Man Dan gives it a 10 out of 10. This is more like it! Exclamation point. I love that title. February 19th, 2019. This review is a year old. 
All right. I hated the previous episode because it is great scenes compilation. Yeah, they do tend to do that sometimes. Now we get to good old regular Full House with a much nicer nicer addition. It is Michelle's Flintstone-themed birthday party, and all seems to be going well, that is, until Becky announces the birth. Everyone except Becky in, in there, is in their Flintstones costumes when they rush over to the hospital. Jesse's seeming... Lee, sympathy pains were was actually his appendix. Can he make it in time to see his babies be born? Witnessing the miracle of life is such a beautiful thing, and it is shown to its fun grace right here. All right, that it's a good review too. I like the title. Definitely, this is more like it. I like it because everyone's like, because they probably I think that kind of tricks you, right? Happy birthday, babies. Well, no, they put, if they aired it, they probably aired it, like, in a one-hour special. They do those things. So, it's like, people are like, come on, let's get to the babies. Let's get the babies. I want to see the babies. I don't, no, no more flashbacks of Michelle when she's, like, one, two, three, and four. I, I don't care. I want to see the babies. It's like, we've been waiting all of season, ten episodes of season five for this. Two and a half months, guys. Two and a half months. Of course, before I get into the episode, I want to tell you how you can follow along with the podcast on social media. The Facebook page, Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas, Full House Fuller House Podcast, or just type in Full House Podcast or Full Fuller House Podcast on Instagram, OMHC Full House Fuller House Pod, on Twitter, OMHC Full House. And if you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at OMHCFHFHPodcast at gmail.com. So. Also, I want to I want to say thank you to all my listeners. I don't I feel like I don't say it enough to you guys, but thank you so much for listening. It means so much to me that there are other people out there that enjoy and love Full House as much as I do and just take the time each week to download the next episode and whether it whatever series I'm doing or set of episodes, you guys are always ready to to listen to them so thank you so much so all right without further ado let's jump right into this episode i am excited and i'm ready for it actually on the back of the dvd case here this is kind of a cute i like this little synopsis here it says birthday boys for the birthday girl jesse and becky's twins are born on michelle's birthday that is a sweet one i like that and here comes quinn hi quinny all right, we come out of the intro, and we are in the Tanner living room, although it has definitely been done up to look like the prehistoric times. I mean, they went full bore, guys. They went all out with this. The kids in the costumes, the little caveman. I don't even know what the proper term for it was that they wore. But um, just kind of hanging off one shoulder. And I see Teddy there out of these kids. There's like seven or eight kids, including Teddy, who would make nine. Just, But we don't see Aaron there. We don't see Denise just yet. We definitely, I mean, we don't see Aaron, which is probably just as well. Cause, <laughs> but Teddy makes enough noise for himself with his out. That's not a gun. That's not a blah, blah, blah. That's a blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, buddy. No one taught you proper etiquette on what, how you act when you go to somebody's house. You don't start making comments. I know he's like five, but come on now. So, of course. <laughs> Oh, she's like, are you guys ready for Michelle's cave? 
man party or some um, dinosaur. She's like, are you ready to start Michelle's fifth birthday party? And they're all like, yeah. And she's like, well, wait a minute. No, cave people don't say yeah. They say ooga ooga. And right out the gate, Teddy, how do you know they say ooga ooga? And, of course, DJ, quick on her feet, because she's dressed like Wilma, says, well, because I'm Wilma Flintstone, all right? I was there. I lived during those times. I like, you know, it just makes me think, remember Michelle's uh, third birthday party with a circus party and everything? It seems like Michelle is the one who has these elaborate, I mean, third, three years old, she had a circus party. Five years old, she's getting a caveman party, a bedrock Flintstones party. I mean, they go all out. I mean, I get it. Stephanie gets Tommy Page at her 10th birthday party. DJ got her first kiss at her 13th birthday party. If you guys think about it, out of all the kids, Michelle's the only one that's had a birthday party on the show twice. But what I'm trying to say is DJ was, like, playing the ringmaster at Michelle's third birthday party, and now she is in charge of kids again. As Wilma saying, all right, if, I bet if you all say ooga ooga, we can get the rest of our bedrock, Michelle's bedrock buddies, to come out and meet everybody. So I'm going to play this clip. Hey, kids, are we ready to start Michelle's fifth birthday party? <laughs> yeah! Wait a minute. This is a Flintstones caveman party. Cave people never say yay. They say ooga ooga. How do you know what they said? Ooga ooga. <laughs> Joey dressed as Barney and Stephanie dressed as Betty. Everyone's barefoot, by the way. Because, of course, in the caveman, if you've seen the Flintstones, they never wear shoes. When you see Fred pedal in that car of the Flintstones, he doesn't wear shoes. His feet have got to be destroyed. Ugh, ugh. I don't even want to think about the bottom of his feet. Ugh. Although, if you really want to say, I mean, the Flintstones from 94 with John Goodman is... Fred and Rick Moranis as Barney. That's a crazy movie. But Joey even does like the Barney. <laughs> I can't do his laugh, but you know what it is. I mean, if you've, you've seen the Flintstones and stuff like that, the cartoon. And 
Stephanie as Betty, just adorable. I love the costumes, and it just everything is just so wow. So Stephanie calls out, "Here comes Dino, the only housebroken dinosaur, Dino." And my goodness, Danny, if you'd, I'm sure he's watched Flintstones, because who hasn't in 1991 or two? Um, he's all like, boom, shaka, boom, <laughs> but he's like, boom, 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 like, it's like, Dino never, did he dance like that? Dino just go, yeah, that was Dino. But he never came out dancing a jig like boom shakalaka laka boom shakalaka laka boom shakalaka laka boom. <laughs> but Danny wants to make an entrance. <laughs> okay. I love how he just almost like he's wearing tap shoes and going ta da ta da ta da throwing his arms up ta da. <laughs> and of course Teddy, Mister, I just have to be a butt on everything, have to have a comment on everything, like, oh, what kind of dinosaur are you, as he's like, whoa, 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 shoving potato chips down his throat, <laughs> he even takes a bite out of one, and it just, the rest of it, like, falls to the floor, and he says, I'm a tidyosaurus, please, kids, keep the cave floor clean, and of course, he's trying to reach, and you know, um, his arms are only going to be as long as the costume's arms are. It's like, uh, uh, Wilma, please, <laughs> I can't help me out here. <laughs> my cave arms haven't evolved yet. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. He said my arms haven't evolved yet. <laughs> okay, so while Danny slash Dino and DJ slash Wilma are focusing on the crumbs, um, I'm guessing this is just direction from Jody Sweden and uh, Dave Coulier with the kids, because there's a group of them, like a group of like six or seven kids, and you kind of hear Jody, not as Stephanie, I don't think, kind of telling the kids, like, okay, this is what we're going to do next, we kind of need you guys to assemble, you know, either a line or in a group, you guys are going to be here, she's going to come out there and stuff. The only kid that's probably had even a little bit of work experience aside from the Olsen twins is going to be Taj Maury. I want to see if Taj Maury, if he's Maori, excuse me, I want to make sure he got his name right, if what he's done prior to Full House. I'm sure he was probably in commercials or something because his sisters up to this point I want to find out when they were on Sister Sister. All right, looks like Taj has done some work before Full House. He was actually in an episode of Who's the Boss, season seven, back when they added. That was another thing they did, like all the other shows. Jonathan from Who's the Boss, Angela's son, was no longer the adorable cute kid, and Sam was like college age. So, let's bring in this little boy who's not related to Tony or Angela in any way. He's actually from Tony's old neighborhood in Brooklyn. But anyway, so he was in that. He was in something called Where I Live. This must have been a short-lived 21 episodes. Uh, great. Okay. Uh, out at night. Out, or out all night. Okay. Five episodes of Siobhan. Aw. He was young Sonic in the Sonic the Hedgehog. 13 episodes in 94. But that was after, um, or during Full House. Um, he played a couple episodes in a Latin voice work. Good for him. That's great. Timon and Pumbaa, 
Friends, Star Trek Voyager, Sister, he was in Sister, Sister as, um, was that like a crossover with that show, um, the Smart Guy show? Because that was his own little vehicle. It, was, it looks like it because it says TJ Henderson, Sister, Sister, and Smart Guy. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so Double Trouble is Taj Mowry's first episode on Full House. So season five is 21st Spirit. Okay, let's move back to what we're doing, which is... So Danny got all these props from the station, all these licensed characters... I noticed the costume that Danny's wearing, the purple Dino costume, on his arms. Um, It looks like little, like, bite marks kind of going up and down, like, the arm. Like, someone trying to bite their way out of the costume, or maybe a cat got a hold of it, or a dog. No, if a dog got a hold of that thing, it would be ripped to shreds. Just, like, little dents in it. Of course... <laughs> DJ's like, wow, you know, they the kids really love all the decorations and stuff you got from the station. Oh, when my birthday comes around, two words for you. Red Porsche. And Danny's like, well, I have two words for you. Bus pass. And I'm just thinking of the Grand Gift Auto episode where Joey gets DJ a red car. Um, Don't know if it's a Porsche. Don't think so. Uh, of course, the car is reported stolen because he bought it off an old lady who was sitting outside the bank just looking for somebody to take advantage of. There is at least close to 10 kids here. That's including Teddy, but not including Michelle. She comes out with Teddy, who's got... <laughs> oh, no, she she comes out with... um. Comet, I'm sorry. And he's just got this, like, plastic stegosaurus, um, spike, uh, stegosaurus spikes on his back. And she's just, oh, so cute. Wow. And, you know, for her being, like, what, five or six, well, five on the show, she says that, and stegosaurus is not a small word. That is stegosaurus. That's, like, four syllables. That wow, even comments and look at that grin. That dog's got a big old grin on his face. <laughs> He's like, I don't have to wear this for the whole episode, do I? Good, 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 good. I'm gonna play this clip. Teddy again with the insult, like, that's not a thing of Thoris. That's a goat that we tweeva. Like, stop, son. Do you want to go home early? Then shush. at Teddy like you got a bad attitude he does Michelle you are 100% right there sweetie um one scene quick itty bitty scene I do not remember this line between um uh DJ and Danny and she's like 
well, we're not all here yet. How can we be the modern Stone Age family if we're missing Fred Flintstone? And, of course, that's where we jump up to the attic. We see Jesse at least has um, some stuff for the twins up there. They got the cribs. They got the what looks like something they would give, you know, the plastic little bath things. Um, for their baths, there's car seats, there's little, those swing thingies, you know, that you set the baby in and it swings back and forth and sometimes plays like musical tune or something. Um, there's high chairs, so they definitely do got stuff. The only thing that's missing is, well, the nursery hasn't been done. If it's three weeks early, it's like, dude, you should have been on top of that, on top of it. There's even a little uh, play ping. I can't even talk. Play pen uh, for the babies. And oh, there's a joint because they're having twins. There's a joint stroller with the two stuffed together. So Jesse goes over to the bathroom and he starts pounding on it like you do, you know, in the Flintstones theme song at the end. Like, Wilma! There, that's as far as I'm going to go. There, I'll pound on the wall. <laughs> and, of course, Becky's like, I'm not Wilma. He's like, yeah, well, I'm just practicing. And Jesse is wearing um, what looks like a shag orange rug with black triangles and a enormous four-foot-long blue tie, light blue tie. So Becky comes out. She's like, Jess, I think it's time. And, of course, he's like, yeah, you can put on your costume because you're going to make a great Pregasaurus. Like, well, wait a minute. No. Don't they have a cat? The Flintstones, they have a dog, Dino, and they have... I gotta find out what that cat's name. I know there's a cat in there because he throws the cat out and then he gets locked out of the house. So there is a cat because a cat is with them as well. I'm watching the theme song. The cat is in the back with Dino. And then they're all watching the drive-in movie and I thought they were getting home. Hold on. Wait, aren't they going home? They're not? Okay. Anyway, anyway. Does the cat... I just watched a clip and the cat actually talks. Dino doesn't talk, though. Why does the cat get to talk? I wonder what, if Dino could talk, what he'd sound like. I don't know. Baby Puss? Ugh. I don't... Oh. That's a horrible name. Baby Puss is the name of friend Wilma Flintstone's pet saber-toothed tiger. Though featured in early merchandise and in the series opening closing credits, the prehistoric house cat is rarely seen in the actual episodes. Community content is available, blah, 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 blah. Well, at least we know the cat's name. Someone actually has to ask a question. What is the name of Flintstone's daughter? Are you serious? Oh, my gosh. Baby Puss. I hate that name. So, of course, Jesse's got to get his club so he can be in complete character, Fred Flintstone. She's like, no, I think it's time to have the babies. And he looks at her over his shoulder like, no. She's like, uh-huh, yeah, I think so. He's like, no. He's like, get out of here. Like, for heaven's sake, if she knows it's her own body, don't you think she'd know if her babies were coming? She's got two of them in there. She tells Jesse, like, get a grip, okay? You know the indigestion I've been having? And Jesse's like, yeah, from Joey's Cocoa Puff Omelets, I've been having it too. It's like, ugh, it's not indigestion. 
Her pangs of indigestion are coming ten minutes apart. Wow. And of course he's like, yeah, mine's really, ugh. She's like, look, I know it's three weeks early, but I'm going into labor. And he's like, well, then what am I going into? She's like, I don't know. Sympathy pains, probably. I'm like, okay, is that a thing? I want to look that up and see if that is an actual thing. I've heard it before on TV shows with husbands whose wives are close to expecting. Some sources suggest that a man who cohabitates with a pregnant woman can experience symptoms of pregnancy in a phenomenon known as Cuvade syndrome or sympathy pains. Although scientific evidence of Cuvade is sparse, some researchers estimate that up to 80% of fathers to be experience it. You know, 80% is almost close to, that's like 20% away from 100. That means the majority experience it. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, sure. But we all know, guys, we all know, we've seen this episode, we know it's not sympathy pains. It's something that is, I'm sure, much worse. I'm going to play this clip. about her water breaking because usually if your water's breaking that baby's coming a lot faster than you expect and she's got two of them gonna be coming down the birth canal so sorry it's like well you can't go into labor yet because they haven't finished the nursery because we can kind of see it's still bare bones there's no walls there's no drywall nothing so those babies are gonna come home to paint smell sawdust and and just a bunch of racket 
I'm, I'm sorry, but seriously, if you're having babies and you've got a room going for them, you want to have that stuff done at least probably, what, maybe a month. By a month before your wife is set to deliver, have that stuff done. Have it done. And I've heard that ladies with twins tend to deliver a little earlier than expected. He hasn't picked out the names, which why do you get to pick them both out? You each should be able to pick out your own. And he hasn't practiced the hospital drill. So he's like, I, 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 don't worry, I'm cool. I'm not going to be one of those jerk fathers that loses their mind. So he's like, hey, I'm there for you, babe. Goes into her closet, pulls out the rung that's got the um, clothes on it. And she's like, what is all this? He's like, well, um... Yeah, here, what do you want? Do you want the blue silk, this strapless, beautiful blue silk dress, and it's got, like, um, the black, like, uh, brassiere, whatever. I don't know what dress is. Anyway, he's got that, and he's got some black rhinestone thing that looks like she'd probably wear on Wake Up San Francisco. And she's like, honey, I've been packed for six months. What exactly, seriously, are you going to need? Nightgown, maybe. Uh, robe. Something to change into after you've, you know, because you're going to take your clothes off and put on a, on a gown, right? A hospital gown? Because they need to be able to get in there and have you, like, nothing's got to be in the way because the babies are coming, you know? They're coming down the, the pike. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, she probably just got, what, some slippers, maybe some socks, maybe some underwear, and you know? The essentials. Like, if you were staying over to someone's place and you're like well I want to have stuff to change into it in the morning I want to take stuff I'm gonna sleep in and stuff like that she's good man she's golden I mean she's gonna be her first time at the rodeo but she yeah and she did all this pre-internet everybody pre-internet didn't have to look up anything so he's like ah oh, they kiss and he's like, have mercy he's so excited that the babies are coming um, and of course we go downstairs and these kids are just beating poor Dino and Danny with these, they may be plastic clubs, but they still, they're all, there's like 12 kids like beating him on either side, beating him on his arms, his legs, his tail, his butt, all of it. And they're beating to the point where he's like dropping to his knees. I'm like, my God, they're going to go after my head next. He's trying to like. In the high voice, pretend to be Dino, but eventually he's got to break character. Like, hey, stop it. I mean it. The kids, like, finally look back. Like, okay. It's like, yeah, enough's enough. Like, seriously, Joey, Stephanie, DJ, where are you? Help them. Help this poor, this poor Dino, Diney, Diney, Dino, Danny. Help him out. <laughs> this is, oh, I always get, I always get a good laugh out of this when I see it. Because it's just, it's hilarious. Oh, 
That's enough, Kimmy. You don't know where to go. Good for her. I can't believe Joey was watching this whole because apparently it's like, hey kids, let's go on a dino hunt. And he's just standing there while these kids just beat Danny down as he, his knees, like, collapse underneath him. And just, like, <laughs> poor guy. Like, oh, my goodness. Hey, Joey, maybe they can club you next. Um, <laughs> Jesse and Becky come down the stairs. Like, all right, guys, this is it. Becky's going to have the baby. And, of course, we get Danny, Joey, Stephanie, and Dee's like, no, get out of here. Really? So, of course, Michelle's like, wow, at my party she's going to have the twins? This is better than Chuck E. Cheese. No, she's not having the babies in the house, sweetie. She's going to the hospital to have them where it's sanitary and safe and there's a doctor on call. Those children don't need to learn about the miracle life before uh, at the age of five. So, <laughs> of course, when they open the door, who's there but Kimmy? It's like, hey, she takes one look at Danny and says, hey, look, it's a Dorcasaurus. <laughs> I love the writing. Just the joke. This is dino jokes are just, it's so funny. Everybody goes out there. They don't all get, we don't see what happens when the front doors of the house close, but of course they're out there for a bit to help Becky get in, into a vehicle to go to the hospital. And while they're gone, the kids are like, oh my gosh, we're home alone. That could never happen. And then, of course, the cake is there, and they're like, oh, um, do you, anyone have any matches? No? No? Okay. Um, how about knives? Anyone allowed to play with knives? And they're all, no, no. These kids, no. At least, ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to play this clip. But, of course, t um, t I'm going to keep calling him Taj. Um, Teddy, 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 Teddy Bear. Okay, um, he's like, I take karate. hi -ya! And he's just. Arm, sleeve, clothes, just, and just, basically his, he's using his hand, his arm like a knife. There you go. And they all just start, like, grabbing fistfuls, handfuls of cake and putting it in their mouths. It's like, well, um, I won't be eating it, of course, because this is on television and not in real life. And, um, I don't know about you, but that's kind of a turnoff for me. I don't want to eat cake that kids have put their little grubby hands into. You can probably tell that I don't have children. <laughs> I get, ugh, mm, 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 no, 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 gross. There's nobody here but us kids? Too late. 
sorry, Michelle, and all the new baby excitement. I completely forgot about you and your friends. Yeah, their parents will love that. Kimmy closes the door. She's like, oh, I can help. My hamster just had triplets. <laughs> of course she did. Dang, Teddy is all like, I gotta have the cake. Let's go eat. Of course, Michelle's gotta like, put her hands up like, no, hold it. I gotta make a wish. It's my birthday. Let me blow out the candles. It's like, there's only five of them. You act like you're blowing out 20 candles. But yes, Joey and um, DJ and Stephanie all run. Like, oh no, we're too late. They started eating the cake without us. Just grabbing fistfuls of it. And of course, Joey's like, oh, I'm sorry. With all the baby excitement, I totally forgot about you and your friends. I'm like, yeah, the parents will just love that. Oh, what, honey? You were left alone without any supervision of an adult? Excuse me? Yeah, I gotta call the Tanner house. Yes, um, my child just said that you left them alone for, like, the course of five minutes. Yeah, that's unacceptable. My child will not be coming back to your house. Bye. All right, here we go. We're going to the hospital. We're going to have some babies. Good golly, Miss Molly, Jesse. <laughs> this would not take place in a hospital. No way would this be going on. You would be tased and probably, I don't know, probably not. All right, I mean, hospitals... They see first-time daddies freaking out all the time. Daddy's mommy's freaking out all the time. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. Oh my baby. <laughs> He's running, dragging her. And this doctor's just walking about, going about his business. Like, hey, man, look, Doogie Hauser, get out of my way. <laughs> move, 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 move. And Becky just looks at him, rolling her eyes like, why don't you just strap a sign on me that says wide load? He's like, yeah, well, no time. I say, well, you're three weeks early. I didn't have time to make a sign. And we got this nurse, this receptionist, who's on the phone probably with somebody. And we got Jesse like, hey, 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 lady, off the phone. My wife, she's in labor right now. Can we get some? He's, he, he acts like he's at a hotel. Like, hey, can we get some service here? My wife, she's about ready to have a baby. The lady just looks at Jesse in his Fred Flintstone costume. It's like, how long have you been walking a wreck? He's asking for a chair. Like, and this orderly's just walking with an empty wheelchair. Like, hey, guy, look, Doogie Hauser. The guy like turns like, okay, thank you. Here you go, honey. Oh, so much for not being a jerk. <laughs> One of those jerk first-time fathers. Because <laughs> you are, ooh. Because, of course, Doogie Hauser was going on at the same time. Can you imagine if Doogie Hauser, the character, had delivered her baby? <laughs> There's actually an episode of Roseanne where the, Neil Patrick Harris, as the character Doogie Hauser, is, I, I don't know if he's going to deliver Roseanne's baby or what's going on. I don't know. So Becky is just trying to be forgiving, you know, of her husband's nuttiness. Like, oh, I'm, don't worry, sir. My husband's just out to lunch today. He's a first-time father, so he's, yeah. yeah. So he goes back up to the counter. It's like, he's like, hey, 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 we need some service here. She says, how long have you been walking erect? What does that mean? He's never been in a hospital before, apparently, because, like, oh, um, look, I'm having twins here, okay? Um, I need some service. Can you, do you get a bellhop or something around here? This lady just rolls her eyes, like, ugh. 
She's like, would you like a poolside room or an ocean view? And Jesse actually turns to Becky like, hey, Beck, do you want a poolside room or an ocean view? And she's like, honey, she's kidding. And of course, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course I knew that. Uh-huh, sure you know. <laughs> so I'm going to play this clip. <laughs> this lady is just so forgiving of the stuff she probably sees all the time. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Hey, excuse me. Barbie, we need some service here. Well, how long have you been walking erect? Very funny. Look, I'm having twins here. I need some service. Uh, you know, can you call Bellhop or something? Would you like a poolside room or an ocean view? <laughs> it's like a poolside room or an ocean view. Jess, she was kidding. I knew that. Fill out these forms. I mean, would you care to register? <laughs> Dino butt. Yeah, sure it is. <laughs> so Danny comes in with Kimmy and apparently had issues getting his tail through the revolving door because he's wearing the costume. How did he drive? He couldn't have driven. Well, even Jesse, look at his his feet. He's wearing like this big like bare feet slippers. So, Kimmy, of course, we see the two old ladies. Their mouths are just jaw-dropped on the floor like they've never seen a person in a costume before. Kimmy's like, Mr. T, people are staring. Loves a wizard suit. Of course, Danny's like, why should I? I look fabulous in leather. Plus, I'm really getting into this character. What's to get into? He just goes, That's all he does. He doesn't talk in English. He doesn't talk like that cat, that baby puss. Oh, my God, I hate that name. They could have thought of anything, any name. For, what's the most common cat name? Freddy or um, Tobias, I don't know, Thomas. Thomas the cat, there you go, bing, bang, boom. Dino and Thomas, how about that? Of course, Danny reveals to Jesse, the truth is, <laughs> I'm not wearing any pants. So, are you not wearing any underwear, too? Um, I don't think they want you. I, who, you don't know who else wore that suit before you. They could have been bare naked in that. They could have had a rash. And not to mention, speaking of rashes, don't you think that that vinyl, which, or whatever that is, 
It's got to be like 100 degrees in that suit, and it's probably rubbing up against his bare skin, probably creating friction and sweaty and gross. He could have a rash or something even worse. I don't know. I don't know. But even as a kid, I, I in my mind, I'm like, he is probably naked in that suit. I didn't even think. I mean, just because he's wearing pants, I mean, he could have underwear on. I don't know. Even Kimmy is like, you're not wearing any pants? Gross. Apparently, these two old birds behind her just, oh my god, their jaws are like on the floor. Just They're apparently salivating, and it's just disgusting. I mean, do they recognize that he's a public figure as Danny Tanner on Wake Up San Francisco? Goo. You know if this were 2020, those ladies would probably have cell phones. They'd probably be filming this or taking pictures. Like, I just saw Danny Tanner from Wake Up San Francisco. He was in a lizard suit, and he didn't have any pants on. So Danny's like, Kimmy, can you just call my family and tell them that I'm okay, that we're okay, we got to the hospital fine, no problems. She's like, oh, you got a quarter? Because, you know, back in the day it cost, like, what, 10 cents a quarter to call. You know, back when they had payphone. You can't even find a payphone anywhere anymore unless it's, I just, I haven't seen it. There were payphones all over the place when I was growing up. Now they are like relics of a distant age. Just because everyone pretty much has got a cell phone of some form. So when she asks, like, hey, you got a quarter? He just looks at her and glares like, where would I put it? Oh, no, where would I keep it? And she, and I'm like, uh, between your butt cheeks. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, just call Collect and tell them to bring pants. And she's like, got it. Bring pants. She turns to the old ladies. <laughs> because he's not wearing any. And oh my goodness, those ladies are just, I don't know if they're going to turn on or what. But it's like, ew. Ew. Why are they even there? Oh, they're smiling and waving at him. Like, ew. He's not wearing any pants. <laughs> I love the reception. And she's like, would Puff the Magic Dragon like a hospital gown as well? And he's like, yeah, thank you. And it's Dino, by the way. It's like, whatever. Luckily, there's a restroom right behind him, so he would be able to get a hospital gown and change into one. We got Becky's doctor who was there for the Double Trouble episode when she was the one who told them they're expecting twins. So it's kind of nice that the doctor that she's seen throughout her pregnancy is also going to be the one who delivers the babies, which has got to be really helpful that you're working with the same doctor throughout your pregnancy so there's a familiarity. So it's not like on the day that you're delivering, there's another doctor like, I don't know you. I don't know your credentials. I don't want you delivering my baby. I'm going to play this clip. Contractions are seven minutes apart. Good. You know, mine are every time I breathe. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, she says I'm having sympathy pains, but what I have them right around this black spot. Why don't we take a look? Ow! Jesse, I'm afraid you may need to have your appendix out. Now? What? No, no, no. I, I can't have my appendix taken out. I'm going into labor. Dr. Larkin in emergency right away. Orderly, I need a wheelchair. No, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay right here with my wife. Honey, that's very sweet, but you're going to do what the doctor says. Really? How serious is this? Well, it's fairly routine, but it's something we need to take care of now. Have a seat, Jesse. Believe this. Sit down. (laughs) Jess, what's going on? 
sure. Fine. Let's figure Tech Ron here. Might as well have my appendix taken out. <laughs> Can't you just let Becky have the babies? No. You are so competitive. I am. You think I wanted this to happen now? <laughs> Listen, doctor, if I have to go into surgery, am I going to be back in time to help my wife? There's no way to know. You need to sit down. Danny, listen, I don't make it out in time. Can you uh, help coach Becky through the childbirth? Uh, Jess, no problem. I've been through this three times before. I can do this with one hand behind my back, which I may have to keep this gown closed. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're not into that? Oh, darn, he shut the... <laughs> doctor comes in asks how she's doing she says she's doing well the contractions are now seven minutes apart so when she was at home they're 10 minutes apart now they're seven minutes apart so definitely it's like get her in that birthing room because the babies are coming now jesse's like yeah minor because uh becky says the contractions are seven minutes apart jesse's like yeah minor every time i breathe and the doctor kind of looks at him like confused like what what do you mean he's like um I have, like, a pain, like, right here, like, right below this black spot. Well, actually, he says, uh, she says I'm having sympathy pains, but what I have them right around this black spot. Now, mind you, he is wearing a costume that is orange with black, like, triangle spots on them. But he's pointing at a particular one kind of around the lower abdomen area. So the doctor does come over and just kind of presses on it, and he, like, ow! In pain like that. Um, there's an episode in season two of Silver Spoons uh, entitled The Hospital where Edward Stratton, uh, Ricky Stratton's father, has an appendicitis. And, oh, there's there's even one uh, episode of Different Strokes where Arnold in season two has an appendicitis. Um, Punky Brewster, there's another episode where she has an appendicitis. So, um... One episode very, very similar to this one, I think I said before when I was going to be covering this, in Night Court, um, the character Mac, his wife is going into labor and he ends up having to have his appendix removed. So so she just kind of takes her hand and just kind of presses her four fingers on the abdomen and he just, ah! And then she looks at him like this is something she's pro most likely seen before she's a doctor, not not just dealing with delivering babies, but, you know, other things as well. She's like, I think you may need to have your appendix out. Of course, they're going to want to have an examination done just to make sure that that is indeed what he has before, you know, he has to go through surgery and everything. And he's like, no, I can't do that. My wife's in labor. I got to be here for this. But, the, you know, Becky's doctor does call, like, can you please get another wheelchair over here? He's like, I can't believe this. Can't Becky is like, doctor, is this serious? And like, well, normally it's just kind of a routine procedure and everything, but we're not going to know until we actually find out what we're dealing with. Jesse, of course, he wants to be there for his wife. Like, I'm not going anywhere. I need to be here for my wife. And Becky's like, honey, that is very sweet of you, but if the doctor tells you 
you know, you need to have this looked at. And she does say, when Becky's like, how serious is this? The doctor does say, well, it's fairly routine. However, we need to take care of this right away. This is not something that you wait on. Danny runs in, in a hospital gown, while trying to hold the back of it shut because he's probably, I don't know whether he's wearing underwear, where he's not wearing underwear, who knows. But he's like, Jesse, what's up with it? Because he sees Jesse in a wheelchair. Like, can't you just let Becky have the babies? Because Jesse's like, well, I figure while I'm here, I might as well have my appendix out. Like, why are you, Jesse, why are you so competitive? Jesse's main concern is being there for Rebecca like a supportive husband I want to help her I want to coach her through the birth am I going to be back in time am I going to get out of surgery in time and the doctor's like I I can't answer that but you do need to sit down now luckily Danny is there as Jesse says Danny can you please help Rebecca through coaching her through childbirth and Danny He's been through this thrice with Pam, so he is like, I can do this with one arm tied behind my back, but what I might have to do because I can't keep this from us, uh, gown close. And of course those two old ladies are sneaking a peek while he, uh, lets his hand go and just the, the flaps in the back just open up and <laughs> good old freckle bum. All right. So yeah, that's done is done. Just gotta... Do what the doctor says and just go from there. And honestly, labor, sometimes it depends. She's got twins, so if you're not there for the first baby to come out, you could be there for the second. It just really depends how long the surgery is, all the good stuff. Oh, you hear the audience members as Danny's trying to hold those uh, strings closed behind his back to keep his robe shut in the back. Like these people, woo! Of course, Jesse makes Becky promise to please hold off on delivering the babies as long as you can. It's like, well, you know what? It's probably not up to her. The babies want to come out. They're coming out. I mean, they're not going to wait three more weeks. They are coming out. They want out of there. Probably getting too crowded. Hands in front of her heads and feet and arms just flailing, just hitting each other in the face and kicking each other in the butt. I don't know. It's cramped in there. They want out. And Jesse and Becky say their their wheelchairs are right next to each other and they're just holding their each other's hand and they kiss and it's so sweet and it's just they hold the hands as the wheelchairs are being wheeled apart from each other and it's just like oh wait for me I'm gonna play this clip uh, Joey of course is on the phone trying to get the parents to get the kids picked up from the party so that way. Joey and DJ and Steph and Michelle can all go to the hospital while Becky, you know, waiting for her to deliver. <laughs> yes, I know you just dropped your son off, but it's amazing at how much birthday fun you can cram into 15 minutes. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, kids, your parents are on their way to pick you up. We have to get to the hospital before the babies are born, so let's wait for you them. You have the to get there before they're born. Oh, what are you going to do? Get set, open the present abroad 
Joey is telling them, like, oh, yes, I know you just dropped off your child, but you are you would be amazed at how much birthday fun can be crammed into 15 minutes. And, you know, they get, Joey makes a point of saying, we have to get to the hospital before Becky has the babies. Why? All you're going to be doing is sitting in a waiting room. They're not going to let you back there. They're not going to let you watch the birth either. I mean, if you want to go there and hang out in the waiting room for hours on hand and fine, but you're not assisting in the birth. I just don't see it. These little things, watching these episodes so many times in the past, there are little things now as I watch it now for the podcast I'm picking up that I've never noticed before. Stephanie is wiping a couple kids' faces, you know, cleaning their faces off with a little napkin or cloth or something because they all shove cake, and, cake into their faces. So all the kids rush towards the door as DJ and Stephanie all shove them out the door practically, except Teddy turns and says, but you never opened your presents, because Michelle's like, out the door, go, 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 bye, bye, bye. The party's over. So now, of course, Michelle's like, the party's back on. So they're going to play a game of open the present you brought as fast as you can. A lot of it is closed. One is like a puzzle, and there's some toys and stuff. And Michelle, of course, is criticizing every single gift she's getting. Like it, love it, love it, like it. Oh, that was bigger on TV. Eh, it was okay. It's going to make those kids feel like garbage. Like, God, I'm never buying her a gift again. I'm never coming to her birthday party again. Even, I mean, finally when they shove the kids out the door and Teddy's got the last line of saying, well, this was a strange party. Like, I'm sure it was. Go away. So let's go back to the hospital where Danny is coaching Becky on Lamaze breathing, which if you remember, there's an episode called Gotta Dance where Becky has her Lamaze class at the Tanner house in the living room. There's like, one is even like maybe a Barbie, one's a puzzle, one's a... Uh, another gift is, like, some paint. I love how Danny is timing her breathing. And he's, when she goes, and he's like, we will, we will rock you. And time to her breathing, the, <laughs> the Queen song. <laughs> She's just looking at him doing that. Just like, do you mind? I can only imagine the pain that she's going through with those contractions because I've never had a baby, never carried a baby. I don't know what it's like. It's, I hear it's not good. It's not a pleasant feeling. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. This hospital bed that they have actually has a footboard with bedposts. 
You don't really see that. I mean, it's a set and everything. I get that. But it's just like, wow. They even got wallpaper and stuff. Like, oh my goodness. Kind of working her through the contractions. Like, hey, keep breathing. We're almost through this one. Like, the main thing is not to think about the pain. Pain is not part of the vocabulary. See, this is another scene that I don't remember seeing. And it's him talking her through the pain of the contraction. Pain does not exist. And she's just like, Danny, do you think you could say the word pain just a few more times? Like, that's not helping me. Oh, she's going through these. This is not the time for guests. She hasn't delivered the babies yet. Just get, go chill in the waiting room. Read a highlights magazine. Go watch whatever they got on the television. Because she's kind of in the most uncomfortable, uncompromising uncompromising position that you could be in the last thing you want is your family coming in well all you got between you and your hoo-ha is a blanket over you it's just like come on in everybody i mean may as well the babies aren't here yet Does it look here. like it? Get out of my room. 
course, the first words out of Michelle's mouth is, Did you have the twins yet? Do you see them anywhere, Michelle? Do you see any of them anywhere? No. She's still got a belly on her, which means they're still incubating or trying to decide who's coming out first. I, who knows? And DJ doesn't exactly help matters as she's like, oh, well, I read my, my, or my biology teacher said that a woman can be in labor for days. And Becky's like, oh, it's like, she doesn't need to hear any of this. Definitely doesn't need to hear about a woman being in labor for days. But Joey asks the obvious question other than the fact that where are the babies because they're not there. Anyway, um, where's Jess? Danny's like, well, it turns out his stomach ache was appended up. A appendicitis and he needed an appendectomy if I got that right and of course the kids don't know what that is what is that so of course Joey turns into Mr. Wizard here he's like well boys and girls an appendectomy is take a little thing of a bob out of your tum tum you really don't need me so basically yes it's a I want to look this up okay an appendix is a one a tube shaped sack attached to an opening into the lower end of the large intestine in humans and to a section or table of additional matter at the end of a book. What? Okay. So we're going with number one. Oh, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Appendix. Uh-huh. Tube-shaped sack attached to an opening the lower end of the large blah, 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 blah. Okay. Interesting. Located in the right lower abdomen. Okay. Got that. Between the navel and the upper part of the pelvic bone. Uh-huh. So right where Jesse was kind of like right in that area. Gotcha, gotcha. Of course, the exact location differs from person to person, but it's usually at or a few inches around the, what the heck is a McBurney's point? Two-thirds of distance between the navel and the upper part of the pelvis. Ooh, there's a picture. Adorable. Yeah, great. Okay. That... That's a cecum. And it, oh, that little tuby thing is an appendix? Are you serious? That little dank thing is an appendix. That is like nothing. That is like a little baby tail. All that for that little like itty bitty piece of tail? That's an appendix. All right. We're moving on from that. <laughs> Well, I know what one looks like now. Thank you, Internet. <laughs> Kimmy comes in with good news, or great news, and Becky's like, oh, is Jesse okay? And she's like, I don't know. I got lost. But I did find this nice guy named Luke with two broken arms, and I volunteered to feed him Jello. Because they'll just let some random person who this guy has no idea who they are. She's not a registered nurse. She's not even an intern or orderly. Yeah, yeah this random girl, sure. Sure, this teenage girl, you can... Give this guy jello. So another question that's on their mind. DJ asks, is Uncle Jesse going to miss the babies being born? And Becky's like, oh, I hope not. She says, I really want him to be here. And of course, Danny's got a little ace up his sleep. Oh, don't worry. I got I got a little uh, surprise for you, Becky. He brought a couple of the camera guys from Wake Up San Francisco. Um, Are they on the clock? Are they getting paid for this? Or are they just doing this out of the goodness of their hearts? I don't know. But he's like, hey, she's like, what are they doing here? And Danny's like, oh, you know, hey, come brings in a guy with a big old camera and a guy with a microphone. And Becky's just looking at Danny in horror, like, what is this? Two grown men, one with a camera and one with a microphone? Mark and Epi, of course, both guys are smiling. <laughs> like, yeah, we want to take part in this too. And of course, 
course, Becky's like, yeah, I know who they are. What are they doing in my room? So Danny's like, hey, remember when you announced your pregnancy on Wake Up San Francisco and you said that you would, like, show everybody, like, film it and everything so everyone could experience the miracle of birth with you? And, of course, Becky's like, yeah, I remember when I said that I was thinner and I wasn't sweaty and my hair looked good. Like, just, this is a private moment. And she's like, I'm not doing this. So Danny, of course, like, hey, we're rolling. And Becky just looks into the, into the camera like, look, this is Rebecca Donaldson. I know. And she's like, I wasn't sweating at that time either. He's like, oh, that's not sweat. That's a mother's glow. How about one little intro here before your next contraction? She's just like, Danny, I'm not going to do this. And he's like, we're rolling. And she's like, of course, jumps right into that TV persona of, hi, I'm Rebecca Donaldson and I'm in labor. Of course, Danny's like, hi, I'm Danny Tanner and we are in Rebecca Donaldson's hospital room where she is about to give birth to twins. And we're going to share, you are going to share with us in the miracle of birth. And of course... Becky's like, look, this is a real nice, sweet, it's a private matter, which I will be more than happy to talk about when I'm not on maternity leave, like, a month from now. So, signing off is Rebecca Donaldson telling you to please get out of my room. And, of course, Danny's like, all right, that's it. Like, yeah, get out of her room. And the rest of you, go hang out in the waiting room. All right, looks like the doctor's got her all prepped and ready to go, ready to deliver. Thankfully, all the kids and Joey are now in the waiting room where they need to be. Becky is just doing the, you know, the breathing and everything because the contractions probably are coming a lot faster. She's just really wishing that Jesse were here. It's like, I really wish that he were here. I mean, this is a big deal. This is the, you don't get this moment back, even if, Danny had it filmed. You don't get... This is a moment between a husband and wife. Of course, she's like, oh, well, that one's over. We're talking about the contraction. And Danny's like, well, that was the worst one yet. And she just looks at Danny like, Danny, um, maybe you should lie down. He's like, oh, no. No, Becky, I made it through the others. I'm going to make it the, the whole... I'm going to go the whole rest of the way. <laughs> uh, I love he is being so supportive. She actually has to sponge off his forehead because he's also sweating. Jesse is out of surgery. He's pretty looped up as Joey helps the other guy wheel Jesse in on a stretcher or whatever you want to call it. Um, so he can be there just in time for Becky to get birth. Granted, he's not in the right, right frame of mind because he, mind you, just got out of surgery. Like, just seconds ago. I'm going to play this clip. You're doing great, Rebecca. It's not going to be long now. <clears throat> oh, I wish Jesse were here with me. <sighs> okay. That one's over. Oh, man, that was the toughest contraction yet. Gee, Danny. Maybe you should lie down. <laughs> no, Becky. I made it this far. I'm going to go all the way. <laughs>
groggy from the anesthesia. You think? Jess, I just want you to know you should be really proud of Becky. She's doing a really great job. Hey, I know you. <laughs> You're, uh... Danny. No, that's not it. <laughs> you guys need us for anything else? No, we'll take it from here, thanks. Hey, you've been a really great coach, thanks. Time. <laughs> Thank you, Donnie. <laughs> Close enough. Of course, the surgery went fine as Joey helps pull Jesse in there. And Jesse is just like, I don't know what they got him on, but boy, oh boy, is he just looking around the room. He don't know where he is right now. He's on, like, cloud nine. Like, whoa, this is a pretty room. <laughs> he looks at Danny like, hey, I know you. I love the audience reaction to Joey's, or uh, Jesse's, like, of course he's gonna be groggy from the anesthesia. You like as soon as they're like, well, we got him all taken care of. They're like, all right, get him out of bed and roll him on out of here. So Danny, of course, is telling Jesse how he should be proud of Rebecca. She's doing a good job, and he just, mind you, Jesse's just on the stretcher, like eyes, like looking back at Danny, like hey, with this big old dopey grin on his face. Like, I know you. He's like, you're, uh, uh, and Danny's like, uh, I'm Danny. And Jesse's like, no, no, that's not it. <laughs> so, of course, Joey and Danny excuse themselves, and Rebecca thanks Danny for being there, being a great coach, and coaching her through the lamas and the breathing and the contractions and all that good stuff. And, of course, Jesse's like, <laughs> thank you, Donnie. <laughs> He's like, Becky, do you not hear your husband and just look at his dazed face? Like, I'm so happy you made it here in time. And he's like, in time for what? He's like, for the birth of our babies. He's like, oh, that's right. You're having my baby. And he starts singing that song, Having My Baby. Oh, my God, that song. I swear. I remember it from um, the movie Look Who's Talking with... Um, What's his name? George Siegel singing it to Kirstie Alley's character. And she just hates that song. <laughs> what, um, and, of course, from Glee, Finn singing that to Quinn in front of her parents, who did not know, of course, you know, they're high schoolers, did not know that Quinn was pregnant. He pretty much let the cat out of the bag with that one. Like, uh. So here's a song by Paul Ank. Oh, the lyrics are by him. Who sings it, though? Let's see. Have a baby. What a lovely way of saying how much you love me. Having my baby. <laughs> what a lovely way of saying what you're thinking of me. I can see it. Faces glowing. I can see it in your eyes. I'm happy you know it. That you're having my baby. You're the woman I love and I love what it's doing to you. Having my baby. You're a woman in love and I love what's going through you. Okay. Uh, the need inside you, I see it showing. Whoa, the seed inside you, baby, do you feel it growing? Oh, my God. Yeah, this was the 70s, everybody. They didn't sugarcoat stuff back in the day. Let's see. <laughs> I'm a woman in love, and I love what it's doing to me. Having my baby. This is a duet, then. Having my baby. I'm a woman in love, and I love what it what's going through me. Didn't have to keep it. Whoa! Excuse me. Is this talking about abortion? 
didn't have to keep it, wouldn't put you through it. You could have swept it from your life, but you wouldn't do it. No, you wouldn't do it. And you're having my baby. Wow. This song is just so many. Woo. Wow. That's, that's deep. That's, wow. Just, ooh. So I'm going to play this clip as Becky is going through labor and Jesse is just singing this song. Having my baby. singing having my baby and it's like my god and he actually looks down as it is like keep going Rebecca you're doing great I can see the head he looks down and whoa it's like and she finally answers like shut up <laughs> like dude she's trying to have a baby you're singing a stupid stinking song and you're like whoa look at that there's a baby coming out of you like Ugh. finally we go back the twins have been born and they're both in what looks like a queen-sized bed, or a double bed for them both to sit in, and he finally has come to as far as he's not all loopy anymore, thank goodness. They were like, we want to make sure this stuff, this Anastasia is 100% worn off out of you, because we don't need no accidents here with these newborns. That almost looks like a king-sized bed that they're both in, but it's like, oh, it's so cute, they got the babies! They're they're so beautiful. They're each holding one. I love how, you know, Becky's wiping away tears and Jesse's like, Becky, I'm so proud of you. It's like, yeah, because she did a lot of work bringing not just one baby, but two babies in. And she didn't even have to have a C-section. She came and went right through where the, the canal. So this is where we learned that they had two little boys. And she's just amazed. Look at what we brought into this world. He's like, thank you for giving me two beautiful, healthy-looking little boys. I love when Jesse kissed the one baby on the head. The baby just kind of smirks, smiles, and he's, like, just kind of touching the baby's cheek, and the baby just smiles, and it's so cute. Smiling! <laughs> so, of course, this is a little bit of exposition for us, the viewers. And she, he says, thank you for making me the father of two identical twin sons. So, of course, you know, not only are there twins, not only are they boys are identical twins this is so sweet i'm starting to cry and he's like you know, kind of touching the baby's you know face and he's like hey buddy hey i'm your daddy and then we move over to rebecca who has her twin in her arms and she's just like and i'm your mommy oh 
Oh my god, I'm playing this clip. It's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, every time I see you know movies with babies being born, I just like cry. It's so beautiful. I can't even imagine going through that. <laughs> it's gotta be one of the greatest feelings in the world. <laughs> This is just, it's so beautiful. I'm crying <laughs> to watch, you know, Jesse and Becky, just this big moment between these characters that we've watched get together and get married. And, you know, they have their, their babies and just this time of them being married and, you know, being new parents and just sharing in that love. And, you know, I'm happy they have that private time because all couples, when, you know, they have a baby together, it's like, yeah, you got, you know, family and everything, but it's like, let them have that family time with each other before all the, the grandmas and, you know, the the siblings and, and, and the cousins and whoever comes to visit, and the aunts and the uncles and whatnot. It's just let them have that time together. Because Danny does kind of poke his, his head and like, hey, you guys up for some visitors? And they're like, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to play that clip. But before I play the clip, of course, Jesse's like, gosh, can you believe that we're parents? It's just, I, it's almost like they're trying to wrap their head around just this idea of, like, you know, we now have parts of us in the world that are just these little human beings, like, two additions in our life. And it's just, oh, it's so sweet. And I love how Becky's like, well, how are we doing so far, Dad? And Jesse's like, looks down at his his son there and it's like I, I think they dig us. I think they dig us. <laughs> Just so beautiful. I love it. <laughs> you guys feel up for some visitors? Sure, come on in.
wants to be Alexander. <laughs> there we go. We have a volunteer. They look exactly like. How are you going to tell them apart? You could put a drop of red nail polish on one of their backs. That's what I did with my turtles. Your babies are very cute. You get two thumbs up. Shorty, they're boys. Michelle, <laughs> <laughs> we're really sorry you had to cut your birthday party short. It's cool. Well, Michelle, just think. Now you get to share your birthday with the twins. That means triple birthdays. Is that a good thing? Well, you get three birthday cakes. <laughs> That's a very good thing. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. So yeah, they um said that mm, I'm trying to stop crying. Um, they said they each got to pick a name. Becky chose Alexander after her high school teacher who uh, inspired her to go into journalism. Jesse picked Nicholas after his father who gave him great hair. <laughs> and of course, um, you know, there's apologized to Michelle for cutting her birthday short, and she's like, yeah, it's cool. And she really likes the baby. She gives him two thumbs up. And of course, um, yeah, Jesse's like, you get to share your birthday with the twins. And of course, Michelle's like, isn't that a good thing? And Jesse's like, well, I mean, three birthday cakes. And she's like, that's a very good thing. So of course, she starts, Michelle starts singing happy birthday. And the rest of the family, and of course, Kimmy joins in. And that's where we hear the first of. Alex and Nikki, which is later on, that's how they're going to be referred to. I don't think we really, except for one time that I can think, um, Alexander and, when, um, Becky and Jesse bring the twins home, and then she refers to them as Alexander and Nikki, and there was a time where Stephanie was babysitting the twins, and she called... Nikki Nicholas <laughs> but uh, it's just it's sweet and of course being their twins it's like how are you going to tell them apart Stephanie's like well, you could put a drop of red nail polish on their backs that's what I did with my turtles and I'm sure there are ways that you can tell twins apart um dressing them differently um color coding their bottles I mean, that's, I mean, that's not so much as telling them apart, but even though some that are identical twins, there is something that does, can distinctly just, you know, one twin from the other. Like in, um, Nikki and or Alex, when Jesse accidentally mixes up the twins, they have to go to their, um, footprints that they get inked before they take them home, their baby footprints, and of course, they're matching like the little squiggle, there's like a distinct squiggle on the bottom of one of their foot, like, okay, you're Alex and you're Nikki, so, ugh. this was a, ugh, I love this episode, guys, I loved it so much, and I just cried, it's so beautiful, I just, I, I love it, and just, move, shows and movies with babies being born, just, oh, it gets me right in the feels every time. I guess you don't have to, you don't have to have a baby to get emotional over these episodes, 
I mean, granted, you're probably even more emotional if you've had a baby, been through it and everything, and, and see this and stuff, but it's just like, oh. So, I'm going to do, like, as far as the costumes go, best to worst, I'm going to go best. I really liked Danny's Dino costume. Runner-up is going to be Jesse's Fred Flintstone costume. Worst, I'm going to go for... I'm just going to say Joey's Barney costume. Wasn't a fan, but... All right, well, next week, guys, we are going to be finishing the Jesse and Becky A Love Story series with Fuller House, Love is in the Air. Let me get to it here. It's the season one, episode 13, Love is in the Air, which aired on February 26th, 2016. In this episode, when Jesse and Becky return to renew their vows, a bachelorette party leads to trouble for DJ, who is forced to make a big decision. So look forward to that episode next week. I will be taking a break off from the Full House, Fuller House podcast for the month of March. I'll be back with the two Rusty episodes in April, so look forward to those. In May, we'll do a couple for Mother's Day and a couple for Father's Day in June. All right, everybody. And of course, I want to play my favorite um, TV episode showing a baby being born. Of course, it's going to be one of my favorite teen shows. That's One Tree Hill, where Haley gives birth to Jamie. This is Nathan and Haley's first child in season four, 2007. Oh, I, just, I remember watching this episode and just tearing up and it's like oh my god she's so beautiful of course over the clip you do hear um a dialogue from brooke davis so here you go week with the Fuller House season one episode 13 the season one finale love is in the air and that will complete the Jesse and Becky a love story series guys I I had so much fun doing this I really did can't wait to do more series and stuff in the future so and again thank you so much for listening to this podcast it means the world to me have a good weekend